0: invite your attention today to psalm 66 is where we're going to begin we're going to begin in the book of psalms psalms 66 is where we're going to begin today psalm 66 psalms chapter number 66 and we're going to read some verses here but then we're going to be moving and walking through so that god can reveal to us all the things that we need to know from His Word. Psalms, <coughs> chapter number 66, beginning at verse number 10. Psalm 66, um, beginning at verse number 10. we there. Amen. Verse number 10 says, For thou, O God, hast proved us, hast tried us, as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net, Thou layest afflictions upon our loins. Thou have caused men to rise over our head. We went through fire and through water, but thou brought us out into a what? A wealthy place. A wealthy place. Let's pray. Father, we thank you now. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you just move me out of the way and you allow the Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, the Holy Spirit, he will come and he will teach us all things. He will reveal the things that we need to know in this in this time and in, in this hour. And God, we will have a clearer understanding of why situations and circumstances are as they are. And God, we ask now in Jesus' name that you, you use all of me. Just decrease, allow me to decrease and you increase, Father God. And we thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Psalm 66. <coughs> and... The title for this morning is called The Outcome. It is called The Outcome. As we read these verses in Psalm 66, verses 10 through 12, most people jump at the place of the wealthy place, and they skip the other verses. Now, one thing we have to understand before we can reach that wealthy place, there is a process that we have to go through. There's a process. and this morning, we're going to deal with the process, but keeping in mind that there is an, an outcome at the end of the process. Amen? Now, in verse number uh, 10, it says, For thou, O God, hast proved us and hast tried us. Now, we've got to understand that the first thing that's said in Psalm six verse 10, is that word, proved. Now, before we can get to the outcome, we've got to be tested. The word prove there means to be tested. Yeah. In other words, it means to, that God is investigating us, he's examining us, and then he's going to try us. In other words, he's going to refine us, and he's going to purge away anything that's not like him. Now, one of the things that it does say in verse number 10, it talks about being tried as civil is tried. So he uses civil as an example for us to understand uh, the, the testing process or the process we'll have to go through before we can get to the outcome, and that outcome is the wealthy place. Now, nobody wants to talk about the process, but we've got to go through the process because God has to do some things in order for us to get to that wealthy place where the outcome is. The first thing God does in the process with mankind is there is a breaking. A breaking. Nobody likes the breaking. (laughs) Nobody likes the breaking. Nobody likes the breaking. So let's go to Jeremiah chapter number 23. Jeremiah chapter number 23. Because see... The first thing that happens when when you're dealing with 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 dealing with silver and you're going to equate that with the the situation that we go through in life, then we got to understand the process. So when God gives us an example, then we can understand all the things that we've gone we're going through. Now Jeremiah chapter number twenty-three, beginning in that verse number twenty-nine. Are we there? All right. Jeremiah chapter number twenty-three, verse number twenty-nine says. Is not my word, now God is speaking, is not my word like a fire. Now, fire is consuming. See, God's word doesn't control, it consumes us in a way, but what it does in the consuming, it burns out that bad stuff that we got on the inside. He says, is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord. And like a what? A hammer. God said his word is like a hammer that breaketh the rock and where? Into pieces. So God takes his word and he begins a breaking process. You see, within a rock, there's a vein on the inside of the rock. And until we can break that rock open, we will never discover the the value of what's on the inside. So unless God breaks us, and just like the rock, he breaks us. We will never discover the vein that God has on the inside of us. Now, when in the breaking process, the crushing, it doesn't feel good, right? When you're going through those things. See, what's happening is God is revealing that which is hidden on the inside of us that's a value. And unless that breaking uh, takes place, that, that, unless God uses the hammer, Unless as God uses the hammer, we'll never discover what's on the inside. See, God knows what's on the inside. And he knows what it takes in order for us to see what's on the inside. He's got to bring out the hammer. The hammer is nothing but the word of God. That's what he said. Look at the word. It's in verse 29. He said, is not my word like a fire, said the Lord. And, talk about his word. His word is like a hammer. So God said, I've got, got, got to beat you. He's a parent. He is a parent. Okay, if he's not a parent, why did he allow uh, uh, the word come forth? says says, um, if you spare the rod, you'll spoil the child. So, so he's, God will take that hammer, which is a rod, it's his word, and, 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 and try it. So we're going to get to that. And he will beat us in line because he knows what's on the inside of us. He knows what he put in there. But there's some situations and circumstances wherein there's things are covered up. Okay? Now, the first first part in the process, and, and think about this too. Everybody is not at the same place in the process. Some folks are just now at the beginning of the beating level. With the breaking of the rock. But there is a process. Everybody's not at the same place. Now, everybody that's listening and those that are present, we can examine ourselves and we'll know exactly where we are. Amen? Now, we're talking about that breaking process. Now, let's go to the next uh, uh, scripture, Isaiah chapter number 48. Isaiah 48 is where we want to go. Isaiah 48. And we're going to look at verse number, I think we're going to look at verse number I believe that's the verse we're going to look at. Isaiah, chapter number 48. Right. Yeah. We're going to look at verse number 10. Okay? Because once the breaking takes place, there is a process or a progression wherein God takes us through in order for us to end up at that worthy place is where the outcome is. Okay? Isaiah, chapter number 48, verse number 10. Verse number 10 says, Behold... I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the way the furnace of afflictions. In other words, from from the breaking pot, from the breaking and from the crushing, the next thing that happens is He takes us and He puts us in this melting pot. Now, see, the melting pot is, is, is fireproof, so you can't be consumed. It's just that God got to do some stuff. He got, he got to do some melting, you know. So it, with that, that fireproof, the, it, by him putting us in that melting pot, which is fireproof, it helps us to uh, withstand extreme heat. In other words, God says the right trials is necessary to remove anything that is that mars his his reflection or diminish who he is in us. In other words, that has it has to be set on the right temperature. You, in other words, you've got to have the right trial. Everybody's trial is not the same. So God knows what's needed in everybody's life in order so we won't be marred or we won't diminish the glory. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The glory of God that's on the inside. So what he does, he puts us in the melting pot. And in that melting pot, you're right there, but you have to withstand a whole lot of heat. In other words, there will come a time when God's going to begin to turn that thing up too. Amen. So, but this is the process. Now, everybody wants to get to the wealthy place, right? We jump, hoop, and holler, and dance. And every time somebody say, God's going to do this in your life. God's going to bless you. But we, can, we jump in, uh, over that wealthy place, you know, and we think in our mind that wealthy place is, has a lot to do with material things, but that wealthy place is not what God's trying to get, you know, because see, there's a vein on the inside that God is trying to make sure that is revealed and, and it can reflect him. Okay, so we got to go in that melting pot now. Nobody wants to be there, but he knows the trials. He knows what trial we need to go through. He, he knows uh, 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 every situation in our life because sometimes it takes a little bit more for us, uh, some folk than others. Some, sometimes God can do some breaking and, and some people yield right then. Don't want no more crushing God, I surrender. But then sometimes I say, well, they're hard-headed, they don't listen, so I need to put them in the melting pot. They're not going to be consumed by the trial, but I've got to put some heat on them. Because if I don't put any heat on them, then I can't get rid of that crud that's on the inside. Because there's some layers of stuff that's on, uh, uh, within the body of Christ that God had to rid of, get, get, get rid of. So now we're in the melting pot. That's another part of the process before we get to the outcome. Now, let's go to Proverbs Chapter number 25. I want to make sure you get the scripture because we're going to know the process that we have to go through before we get to that jumping place. Amen. Before we get there. Now, this is why God has to put us in the melting pot. You know, so, so, so that stuff can, that, that, that crumb can, can come off of us. Now, in Proverbs chapter number 25. Are we there? Proverbs chapter number 25. We're talking about the outcome. Because that's what we got to keep our mind is, uh, on the outcome. So many uh, people, so many people in the body of Christ and those outside the body of Christ, they keep their mind on what they're going through rather than focusing on the outcome. See, when we're, when we're going through, that's all we can see. All we see is what we're going through. We don't look at the part where God says, I'm, a, I'm taking you to another place. But all this has to take place in order for you to reach that destination. Now, Proverbs chapter number 25, verse number 4 says this. He says, take away the dross from the silver and says, and there shall come forth a what? A vessel for the finer. In other words, God is saying this. What he has to do, and this is what that dross is, dross is nothing but layers of impurities that keep us from being all that God wants us to be. That dross is nothing but... Impurities, sin, uh, and, and God said, "I got to get all that off. I got to get, I got to get rid of that, because those impurities are there." So He says, "If you take that away, then what happens?" According to the Scripture, it says, "Then, then shall come forth a vessel for the fire." In other words, God can use you when He, he says, I, "I got to get all this this off of you, these impurities, those things that 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 dims your light." Thank you, Holy Spirit. Those things that dims out like us, i got to melt that. i got to get rid of that. So I've got to keep giving you trial after trial after trial until you begin to look like who you're supposed to look like. And we're supposed to look like him. Amen. So he knows what it takes in order for us to look like him. So all of us got, 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 got some some. It essays. When I begin to talk about this and, and study this, God says, we've got some layers of it. So in other words, when you get one on one layer, God says, there's another layer. So that means I've got to turn up else, some more heat. I've got to apply some more heat so those layers can, can, can begin to fall off. So he says, you take away that dross, that, those impurities. He says, God says, because I want you to look like me, okay? Now, I'm going to inject this, and this is in a positive way. And the Holy Spirit just brought this. Now you think about now the situation most recently that that has happened within our state. Now, one of the things that the young man said was he couldn't carry through with the act at the the first moment when he first got there is because of the love that the people showed him. So, So what's happening was what he really saw was God. So, see, and that's where God wants us to be. It's just like, okay, when people look at you and whatever that mindset is, you know, the, the first thing they want to see is God. So there has to be those layers removed so that the work can go forth for, 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 where well, I thought I would have, but I changed my mind, but, however, I didn't. But the fact remains what, he, what God revealed out of that situation is the love of God. He saw God. Even though he looked at flesh, but yet it was God speaking. God was showing some things to him. It's the same way. God said, I got to get rid of the dross that we carry, those impurities. And we all know what we carry. We all know where our baggage is. We all, we all know. You know, a lot of times we sometimes we want to pretend that they don't exist. But they exist where you say you got them or not. Because other folks that have the spirit of God, they can see that that you got those impurities. We all got impurities. So the thing is getting in that melting pot and allowing God to remove those those impurities that we have. Call it sin. You call it sin. Those impurities is nothing but sin. God said, i got to remove that because there's a vein on the inside of you. There's a vein. There's some powerful on the inside. Now, let's continue. Let's go to Psalms chapter number 12. Psalms 12. So we're continuing the process. Psalms, chapter number twelve. Got to continue the process before we can get to that uh, wealthy place. Psalms, Psalms twelve. That's what I said. Yeah, Psalms chapter number twelve. And we're going to be looking at verse, verse number six. Now, there's been a breaking. There's been the melting pot. There has been the dross, the impurities being removed because it's got layers. Now, something else has to happen because sometimes, like I said, it takes more for others than it does for someone else. So that some people know how to surrender and say, okay, God, I got it. You ain't got to tell me nothing else. You know, I, 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 I'll do it. Now, here's here what happens in the next uh, part of the process. In uh, Psalms chapter 12, looking at verse number 6. This is scary. Verse 6 says, The words of the Lord are pure words. Now, wherever God says is pure. As silver tried in a forest of earth, purified how many times? Seven times. God said, I'm not going to stop till it's complete. But see, seven is complete. <laughs> so, what happens is, in the process, before we get to the outcome, that what God has to do, he has to raise the temperature to a higher degree. And when he raises the temperature, in other words, he has a greater trial. He has a greater trial. And the purpose of the greater trial, it is to bring that, that scum, that, 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 those impurities up to the top, to the surface. And see, once he gets it to the surface, then that's skimmed off, and it's pulled back. But what happens is, when he pulled that first layer off, now don't think he finished. Because, see, you've got layers of impurity, layers of sin. See, some folks think, this is one thing I do know, if you check ourselves out, we'll see a whole lot more we do than what we tell it. Amen. So once he allows that stuff to come to the surface, he removes that, then he turned that temperature up on our lives a little bit more. And when he goes a little bit more, he said seven times. Seven times. So each time it's getting harder and harder. Each trial gets greater and greater. But what we've got to remember is during that process, we've got to remember the outcome. If we don't remember the outcome, we'll die in the furnace. We will give up in the foreign. We'll give up in our trials. We will give up when God is taking us through things and we're like, I don't know what I'm to do, God. We're in into a place where we ought not to be. We've got to focus on the outcome, the, the results of why I'm going through, where I'm going. If we can see it through God's eyes, we can make it on the other side. We, but we've got to see on the, God's eyes. We've got to see the outcome. So we're talking about purified. Now, not, not, not purify. Now, that's a strong thing. He didn't say, I'm just going to put you in there and, and, and you go through these things seven same time. Each time he puts us in the furnace and turn up the heat, he expects to see some more results. What happens? Some more of that, that, that scum, that those impurities, rises to the top. And then he takes that layoff. When he takes that layoff, he removes that, that, that skim. Uh, 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 then he turns that heat up one more time. Yeah, another trial. It might be from trial after trial after trial after trial, trial after trial. And you're like, what in the world is going on? All God is doing is purifying us so we can, he can get us to the place so we can really look like him. Because see, now so, so many of the Christians look so much like the world, you can't tell one from the other. So, so there's got to be some this distinction there. So now let's go to Job chapter number 23. Job is right before Psalms. Job 23. Because we're talking about the outcome. Job chapter number 23. And looking at verse number 10. Okay? Verse number 10. Job (coughs) 23. Job 23. Verse number 4. It says, now here comes the purification process. The word of God says, but he knoweth... The way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So I'm like, okay, God, what, what are you saying here? He says, God says, the way he gauges your, our progress, he looks to see do we look like him. This is how God gauges our progress, our, 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 our reflection of who we are. This is what he does. He looks for his reflection. You know, he he keeps removing all the the impurities. God says, every time I turn up uh, 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 the heat, the temperature, every time I turn on another trial, he says, I'm really looking for my reflection. I want to see if you look more like me. Because each time we go through a trial, we should begin to look a little bit more like God. But if we keep on looking like ourselves, that means he says, I'm going to keep on turning it up. I'm going to keep on turning it up. I'm going to keep on turning it up. Amen? Now, let's look at, let's, let's go back to uh, uh, Psalms 66. Let's go back to Psalms 66. Let's go back there. Because, see, when he takes us through that refinery process, if that appears to be not working, okay, sometimes we're, we're so hard-headed. So stubborn, God says, even though I am doing all this, allowing all this, and sometimes we want to put too much stuff on the devil. No, God said, I didn't turn that thing up seven times. I just used the devil to, to, to carry out my work. So he said, I keep turning up because I want you to look like me. He said, I've got a vein in you that I want the world to see. He said, but you've got to go through the process in order to get to that outcome so we can look like God. Now, going back to Psalm 66 Now, let's look at verse number 11. Now, watch what happens in verse number 11. It says, Thou broughtest, tell my God, Thou broughtest us into a what? The net. Ah, He said, Now, I brought you to the net. I brought you out of the net. He says, Now, Thou broughtest us into the net. Thou layeth affliction upon our loins. So, he said, Now, since, since I've put you in that furnace, and I'm, and I'm turning up the heat, he says, seems like you still don't hear. He says, so the next place I'm going to bring you in the process is I'm going to bring you into the net. Now, you think about a net. I, I thought about the net, and I, and I, and I thought about, too, about sometimes when we go fishing, and then they give us that little net, too, you know, that little thing with the little net on there. And... So, so when you when you throw that rod out there and you, and you hook and you bait that that fish, a lot of times he gets away. But if he, if he's getting close, if you use that net, then you can pull him in. See, so God says what happens with the net? He says sometimes I've got to put you in the net. In other words, you're stuck. Huh. You know, you're, you're stuck, and I will not allow you to move. No matter which way you try to go, God says. Because you will not hear and not obedient, he said, now, I've got to put you in the net. In other words, you can't get out. You think about some situation, You're like, I've been here before, it seems like I can't get out. Has anybody ever said that before? Well, understand where we are. We're in the net, we're in the process that God has for us. He puts us us in the net, and there's no way we can get out. And, And sometimes, even with the net, it's just like this. And I thought about this, too. When you come down to playing sports, you're playing basketball, when, you, when they shoot that ball in the goal, it goes through that net. What happens, it really slows the ball down. So sometimes what God does is, he says, I've got to put them in the net because they won't slow down. That's the reason why they're not hearing me. That's why they're operating in the spirit of obedience. He says, I've got to slow them down. So in other words, I will put you in a place where you can't do nothing. Everything you go to do, it will it will be of no avail. Why? God said, "I'm taking you through the process because I want you to look more like me. I want to see more me in you than you in you." So, so that, see, but we got to keep our eyes now on the outcome because see the outcome is the wealthy place. In other words, the, the the net is a place to trap you in because sometimes we operate in insanity and about operating insanity before. <laughs> So God said, well, I've got, to, I've got to put you in this net. I've got to snare you because you, you're moving too fast. You're not hearing me. And when we're constantly moving, God said, you're not hearing nothing that I'm saying. He said, so therefore, I, it, look at the word. He said, thou brought us into the net. He, he, brought us, he brought us into the net. So we want to so say the devil did. No, no, no. The devil, the devil was allowed to be used by God. God did this thing. Why? Because he's trying to make us look like him. And we look too much, that the body of Christ look too much like the world rather than looking like God. And and, and and there's some stuff that goes on that's also within us that God says that has to come out. Now, uh, I, I'll begin to think about what God says. God says, and let me see. Let me flip back here. Maybe, maybe here. I wrote this. And he, he was talking about how The reason why the trials come is because those things that's within our hearts. And he began to list some some impurities that we have. He says, some of us got a heart problem. Some of us has got a heart problem. Uh, Quickly, go to me with me, Job chapter 3. Job chapter number 3. Because, see, when we're entrapped, when we're in a place where God uh, is having to speak to us, this is some of the questions that we will ask. Job chapter number, number 20, Job chapter 3, verse number 23. This is, this is the question that comes up when we're, when we're in that net. It says, why is light given to a man whose way is hid? In other words, well, I, I've got the light of God on the inside of me, but it seems like it's hid. You're like, God, I'm, I'm saved. Well, why am I going through all this stuff? Then it says, and whom God has done what? Hedged in. There's a reason why he hedges in. Now, let's go to Lamentations. Lamentations is right after Jeremiah. Let's go to Lamentations. I know I'm I'm giving some stuff here, but it's important because we've got to understand about the process. Lamentations is right after the book of Jeremiah. Looking at verse number 3. Because he's talking about how he's been hedged in. Lamentations chapter number three. Look at that verse, verse number seven. Mm-hmm, mm. Still dealing with this net now because he puts, puts us in the net. That's the purpose. Lamentations chapter three, verse number seven. It says, he has hedged me about that I cannot do what? Get out. It's just like some situation we in. Like I can't, I don't know for the life of me. I can't get out of this. Now, that's because God then has his in. You know, he says, He has had me about that I cannot get out. He has made my chains heavy. In other words, you're unmovable. You, you, you can't move. You're unable to move. You're just immobilized. You're just stuck. And God is doing that. Because, see, he's got to get us to a place where we will look like him. And when you think about it, and I said, God, Tell me, why do the impurities, why is the trial sometimes so, so fierce? He says, sometimes it's because we've got a heart problem. Sometimes we have a heart problem. So God says, in order for us to see what's in our heart, what has to happen is he's got to turn that fire up a little bit more. Got a heart problem. Anybody's had a heart problem before? You know, we, 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 we say we love, but do we Really? The words that we love, but do we really? God says, I've got to reveal what's in the heart. Sometimes God says, uh, 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 the reason some trials come, it's because our motives are wrong. So when our motives are wrong, God says, now I've got to turn it up a little bit more. And, and that's how it is. So the thing is, God says, listen, Brenda, what the body of Christ needs to know is that I'm, I'm at the forefront and I'm doing all these things within their life and they don't understand why. He said, I'm trying to get them to the next level, to the next place, to that wealthy place, but there's some things, there's a process they have to go through. He said, tell them to examine their heart today. He said, examine the, tell them to examine the heart, to see where their heart really is. Examine why you do what you do. What's your motive behind everything that you do, whether it's good or bad? Well, what's your motive? And I'm like, wow, God. You know, and, 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 and he keeps on purifying us. He keeps on purifying. Go back to, to Psalm 66, and, and, and we're just about done here. Go back to Psalm 66. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Go back to Psalms chapter number 66. Because, see, there's that net now. Now. Then he says he lays afflictions upon our loins. In other words, uh, the, those things that we're able to birth, the loins represents that birth in place. So God said, I've got to lay some afflictions on that. I've got to lay some pain on that. Because if we birth things too easy, we'll keep on in the condition we're in. And we do, we do not want to birth the wrong thing because we've got to live with that mess. Has anybody ever birthed the wrong thing? <laughs> and then they, you, you still got to live with it? So God says, I put afflictions on that. So, so we've got to understand God, God is at the helm of all this. But he wants us to remember there is an outcome. You're just going through the process. Everybody's place in the process is not the same. Everybody's, everybody's place in the process is not the same. Some, some of us have been at the break at the beginning. Some of us are midway. And some of us are two-thirds away. And the reason why we're two-thirds away, God says, because of what I've got in them, I've got to turn it up that much more. Because he said, that's a vein running on the inside, and I've got to make sure it looks like me. Now, Psalms 66, looking at verse number 12. Now, being that we've gone through the process and see, every time we go through and, and God brings forth that impurities, he, he, he checks us out. He says, let me see where they are. Let me see how they handle that. One. Uh, he, he's, he's, in other words, he's looking over his children. He said, well, I'm going to allow this child to come, and I'm going to see how they handling that trial. I'm going to see how they're going to handle that. Are they still going to give, I hear your Holy Spirit, are they still going to give me the glory when they're going through the trials and the situations and the circumstances, or are they going to lay down and succumb to the way of the devil? See, no matter, we, we keep hearing the same thing, the word being repeated, in all things give him what? Thanks. In all things give him thanks. In all things give him glory. In all things. He didn't say, because you're up, you're on the top. You give me glory. He said, when you're in the valley and when you're going through, you still supposed to be giving me glory because that's where the real test is. The real, I hear your Holy Ghost. The real test is when you're going through and you're still walking in the call that God has given you. That's the real test. That will show whether or not you're really about what you say you're about. Anybody can shout when everything's going good. But can you handle the trial that God sends you through and still give him things? And still rise up and say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Can we still do that, God says? Or do we lay down? Do we lay down and complain? God said, it's me doing this. He said, why? Because you've got a heart problem. He said, when your heart's right, he said, then I'll let up. He said, because see, when, 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 when God lets up, And because we have a hard problem, that means our hearts are changing. That's when he lets up. But God said, now, we'll understand something now. It's easy to to praise me whenever, when you got two nickels and a dime. It's easy to praise God when you can pay your light bill. Or when you can pay your, it's easy because you ain't got to worry then. But God said, can you trust me when all hell breaks loose in your life? Can you trust me then? Can you still give me thanks in all things? And that's a waste for all of us to get to. That's still part of the process now. That's still part of the process. It's still part of the process. Then, But, but look at 1 Timothy 12. This is what he wants us to remember. Because he said, first thing, encourage them. Let them know why they're going through what they're going through. Help them to understand that. But he says, here now, they got to see the outcome. Don't give up at the, in the 11 hour. Now don't don't give up because see the, the, the 12th hour is, is God's divine purpose in man. God is getting ready to work out his purpose in your life, and we're ready to give up in the 11th hour. He said, You don't want to do that. He said, You're almost at the finish line and you stop. Oh no, and that's right, baby, and you quit. You quit at the f- look at the level laps you already made. Look at what's behind you that you've overcome, he says. And you only got one lap to go. And you quit in eleven hours. hour. In other words, all that you went through was just in vain. Especially if you give up. If you give up. Now he says in verse 12, he says, Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. In other words, he's allowed the enemy to come up against us. Then he says, we, now watch this, we went where through. In other words, when you go through, that don't mean you're remaining there. That means you're walking. You're moving. Anytime you're going through something, that means you're moving forward. He said, you went through the fire. So you went through the, you went through the worst part of it. Then he said, and, and through the waters. But then he says, but thou. But thou broughtest us where? What's the next word? Even though you went through the fire, you went through the water, then it turned out, this is the outcome. God will bring you out. And when he brings us out, he says, into what kind of place? He's a wealthy place. That, 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 that wealthy place is spiritual wealth. Let me tell you something. When you go through some stuff, you can rest assured because you're going to be on your face more than you've ever been in your life. You're going to be on your knees. You're going to be in tune with God. You're going to commune with God. Nobody will have to tell you about your prayer life. Nobody will have to tell you about the private time you need to spend with God. Because you know what? Automatically, when hardship comes, we fall on our knees. We begin to call on God. So then, then comes that spiritual wealth. Then you've gained something spiritually that you can tell somebody else. So through the process, here comes that outcome. Spiritual wealth. Give me spiritual wealth. Then he says, not only does it give you spiritual wealth, but then you're going to begin to look like him. In other words, you're going to be godly. You're going to begin to look godly. You're going to be looking holy. You're going to have some knowledge of God. Now, that's the power right there. You will have knowledge of God. Because any time we go, we, we go through a situation, and we begin to cry out to God, we begin to pray about that situation, and we see the hand of God move in it, we got some knowledge. Well, I know this. If I pray, if I labor, if I fast, I know it will move the hand of God. I've seen God do great and mighty things. So, therefore, you'll get knowledge of God. See, that, that's, that's powerful. That's all that going through that process. And then you, you, your, your prayer life will be so rich. It won't be those formal prayers. A lot of times I get laughed at because sometimes Minister Marshall I get caught up in praying, and then I think one of my one of them told me on oh, Wednesday night that I sound like a a Baptist, uh, I don't know a Baptist preacher praying them long prayers. But what what, what we fail to realize is sometimes I get the laboring in prayer, me and God. I might be there two or three hours, so it just kind of comes with the territory. Amen. It comes with the territory. Because, see, if you ever walked in my shoes, you know what I've been through, and then you'd be praying them prayers, too. Well, amen. See, see, until you walk in another person's shoes, you don't know the power behind the prayer. You don't know the knowledge that they ascertain from God because of what they've gone through. I mean, and we're talking about the outcome. But you've got to keep your eyes on the wealthy place. And God is so good. He's, he's so good when he deals with us spiritually and blesses us spiritually gives us some knowledge and power and understanding and wisdom of him, then he said, come on, I'm going to give you a little extra. Then he throw in some material goods. He said, I'm going to give you some comfort. <laughs> I'm going to give you some comfort. Here, down here. Because the enemy's ultimate job is to keep us from our destination down here. He, he want to make sure we do not fulfill what God has planned for our lives right here. Because afterward, then we know we're going to be going on eternity." So we've got to stay focused on the outcome, the wealthy place. What are we going through, y'all? Just think about it. There's something even greater on the other side. We've got to get to the wealthy place. Keep our mind there now. Keep our mind and stay there. And I understand many, many people, many people, and I've and I, I, gone through many things, even with the, this week's situation. But, but we, even in that, we still have to keep our mind on the outcome. Whatever you're going through, whatever the people that there's listening, whatever you're going through, if you can just remember that God is trying to bring us to a wealthy place. That wealthy place is in Him. That's the outcome. Don't focus on the trial. Because if you focus on what you're going through, then you're going to give up. That's the devil's job. He wants you to give up. Because see, God knows there's a bang. He said, I gotta get, I gotta break you, because there's me in you, and I want I want you to look just like me. The outcome. The outcome. The outcome. How many of you want to get to that wealthy place? That I mean really that, that, that spiritual wealthy place in God. See, God is an awesome